Hello, everybody. Hi, Hi, Emily. I was going to say hello, everybody. Hello, Emily. Hi, me. Welcome back. Hi, you. Hi, me. Hello to the cat that is eating my cat's cat food. One moment. Which isn't your cat. I living living a three cat life where they all eat different food and are supposed to use different litter boxes is an adventure. Yeah, that is uh, quite relatable, actually, because my girlfriend is watching her roommate's cat. So she's also in a three cat household because she has two Mm. cats. And this morning we caught Ziggy and Olive eating the other cat's food. And I was like, guys, you are better behaved than this. They they are better, but it's okay. I had too high expectations. They're just children. (laughs) Cats really are just like, hey, this looks good. And I have no concept of like ownership over things. Right. This isn't fine. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's fine. It's fine. Um, (sighs) Who who are we? I'm Caroline. I'm Emily. This is Emily. We're Nancy Drew nerds. Yes. And we like to talk about (laughs) Nancy Drew and sometimes drink alcohol while we're doing so. Yes. I am not drinking today because it's 1107 in the morning. (laughs) I try to save all of my, all of my life. I don't even have my weed pen next to me, Caroline. Oh, (laughs) actually just kidding. It is next to me. I'm not planning on breaking it out, except now that I know that it's next to me, I might. Right. Cause it's Um, there. It's just it's all the there. Time. It's. I think I put it on my floor before I went to bed last night. Oh, yep. Here we go. <laughs> Got it. So it's but there at I'm the not ready. Uh huh. That's okay. Are you I I am only because. So for me, it is two p.m. I'm not gonna get wasted, but I Listen, had. To it's pull a Saturday. Out. It's You're a fine. Saturday. Yes, for yeah. context. Um. So okay, for our. Danger by Design episode, I was drinking a Hoodoo Voodoo IPA, which I cannot mm, believe mm-hmm. I drank it so early because that would have yeah. been the perfect one for this one. But as a as a close second, I'm drinking the very popular <gasps> Voodoo Ranger Juicy It has IPA. a skull on the front. A skull on the front. Incredible. So yeah, I'm 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 here repping the the Voodoo IPAs um today yes. while we talk about. What game Voodoo. are you talking about, Emily? <laughs> Legend of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. It's such a good game. Yeah. Um, I was nervous that, like, everyone telling me that it's so good and that I would love it so much would make <laughs> me not like it. You know what I right. mean? Like, like I'm, I am... you'd get your expectations too high. Right. And because I, and I'm also that kind of person where it's like, well, I have to be the hipster. I have to be the contrarian and like not like it if it's so cool. But yeah, no, it was fabulous and lived up to every <laughs> expectation ever. Um, yes. yeah. But I, I want to say before we get into Legend of the Crystal Skull, I am trying to be a little more interactive with our Instagram friends okay. who message us. And a friend, a friend messaged us talking about why they love white wolf of icicle creek and i wanted to give them their moment to shine yes because we pooped on it so hard (laughs) so hard hard. and i just i want to give an alternate opinion you know what i mean because that is what we're here for so this is from beth on instagram um her instagram if she wants you to follow her is biff page so shout out to Beth, thank you for sharing your opinion. So this is what she sent to us. She says, okay, so here I am to defend White Wolf. 
I know deep down in my heart and soul that it isn't the best Nancy Drew game, but I just can't help myself. It's my favorite. Lou Talbot is an absolute trash boy, and I love him forever. He's <laughs> so true. He's like every shitty boy I I would have let ruin my life in college. <laughs> That's great. Also, y'all, this is sorry. This is my first time hearing this. I did not. I don't yeah. get on our Instagram very much. I'm, so I I'm our Instagram and yeah. social media facilitator for the most part. <laughs> um, yeah, this is Emily's first time. Yeah, um, continue. The atmosphere of the game is just so cozy for me. I'm a sucker for a lodge setting. I want to say, oh, sorry, that's a voiceover habit. Whenever I mess up and I retake it, I do a click and then I do it again. <laughs> okay, well, you heard it here first. This is my secret. <laughs> it's just a habit. Oh, God, help me. Okay, I'm a sucker for a lodge setting. I want to stay there so badly. And the mindless, repetitive cooking and cleaning chores soothe my soul. I don't even mind fox and geese that much. I played a similar game with my sister a lot growing up, so I guess I have that. Th- so I guess I have the strategy down. Yes, the end reveal of the villain and his motives is absolutely insane, but I kind of love that too. The end game chase is absolutely hor- horrible, though. I will admit that <laughs> one of the worst end game puzzle challenges in all of Nancy Drew. I get why people don't like it, but for me, it's the cozy setting, music, and all-around good lodge vibes that make me so happy. Oh, and also, she says that her username for her Nancy Drew Tumblr back in the day was Fox and Geese with a Lou Talbot profile picture, which is amazing. Stop. Oh, my God. So, anyway, I got to say, I I can relate to the nostalgia, like, Mm -hmm. liking a game, even though it's not maybe as good as, like, technically as good as other games mm-hmm. like I'm sure I'm gonna replay warnings at Waverly Academy and kind of feel that way mm-hmm. so we'll see though I, I don't know but yeah um, but yeah I so mean, I took that I feel you yeah and I feel that way with like uh Secret of the Scarlet Hand I'll always love because it was my first game yeah and I I don't know I must have mentioned this in that episode but that game also I played it I was maybe like I don't know eight or nine or ten and I played it in our basement and basements used to freak me out. And so the only way that I could play it down there was uh, I had uh, this album of Simon and Garfunkel's greatest hits on repeat. So now anytime mm. I play that game and I love Simon and Garfunkel. So anytime I play that game or anytime I hear like Mrs. Robinson, um, I just I always think of that game they're associated I love it I love it that's awesome oh my gosh I'm obsessed with that yeah I mean you know that that is kind of true and I think we had that experience when talking about Secret of the Scarlet Hand Mm -hmm. definitely because I was like why do you like this game it's so boring and weird and you were like oh well I I just like I'm nostalgic about it and that Mm -hmm. is so valid so yeah here we are. We're we're biased too. <laughs> we are we are very biased. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Beth. And if you have any you know hot takes you want to share or any questions you have, feel free to message us on It's Locked Podcast on Instagram or email us at It's Locked Pod or something like that. Actually, let me look. I'm trying to. Be, I'm trying to <laughs> Guys, be so slick. Here's the oh, problem: <laughs> is that we don't know for all of our handles whether it's It's Locked it's Pod locked or pod. It's Locked Podcast. Right, exactly. It is one of. It is always one of those two. But um, the email, if you want to email us anything or email us a question, it's uh, the email is itslockedpod at gmail.com. So Perfect. yes, feel free to hit us up anywhere. 
we're here for you. Woohoo! Yeah. So dope. Fast facts. Dive right hot straight into this lovely, lovely game. So this game was birthed out of the wonderful minds of her interactive employees on October. uh, What's that thing you do? I go. Because you know why I do that is because it spikes in the, um, Oh, in the vocal track. And so you can see it and then just cut that out. Oh, that's so smart. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It was born October 6th. 2007 it takes place in new orleans louisiana obviously and it's based on nancy drew number 81 which is called the mardi gras mystery did i read it no i did not no caroline read it no she did not (laughs) and that's all of my uh, fun facts for this game i had um i had said i believe when we were streaming maybe that this was I thought the first game that you could play without like inserting the disc into the computer, it just like downloaded everything onto your computer. So you didn't need to trade discs out. And then someone said that the first game for that was actually the, um, was white wolf. Oh, okay. So, Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was going to be a fun fact for this game, but, it but it's wrong. not actually a fun fact. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. That's all my, that's all my fun facts for this game. Not really okay. many. Yeah, totally. I do have, so I, um, since, uh, hoodoo and voodoo were very prevalent topics in this game. And mm-hmm. I know that that comes from a black background. I wanted to educate myself cause I didn't really know a whole lot about hoodoo and voodoo before mm-hmm. really playing this game. Sla- like my exposure to it was like pop culture. I didn't right. really know like what it actually was. And so if I may, may I have some time to tell our listeners what I learned yes tell me too because I didn't I didn't look into any of that and I'm it's so okay. excited for you to I just me. wanted to give it give it space because it is something that is so um demonized by white pop culture and I just wanted people to know like it's not scary it's just a religion mostly actually I'll I'll get into the specifics but anyway so what the game gets right, which I figured was correct, is that voodoo came to New Orleans in the early 1700s through the slaves that were brought from West Africa. Um, the slave coast was what that was called. And nowadays, the French Quarter is where you can find most of the voodoo shops in New Orleans. So I kind of assume, I don't know if we actually ever know where in New Orleans best is, but it could be assumed we're in the French Quarter. Who knows? Very cool. But for those of you who do not know, voodoo is a nature and earth religion based on a divine creator, usually known as Mawu. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. How is it spelled? M-A-W-U. Oh, okay. Mawu. Yeah. Um, But please correct me if you know otherwise, uh, listeners. And it's like many earth-based religions, it recognizes sort of a do cosmology. So like the moon representing the female spirit and the sun representing um, the male spirit. Um, And there's also another strain of voodoo that's spelled differently. I believe it's V-O-U-V-O-U. And that's from from Africans enslaved in Haiti. So there's like a couple different strains and denominations. And I'm using denominations because I was raised Christian. (laughs) I'm sure that they're called different things, but- Are there thousands of denominations of voodoo as well? I don't don't know. Guys, in case you didn't know, there are literally thousands Thousands. of of Christianity. It's a little, and each one thinks that they're right. Exactly. 
my grandfather and I were talking about that this week because I was in Tennessee and he was like, yeah, like people who are of a different denomination than you or like me or whatever, like all think everyone else is going to hell. And that's like not always true, but it's like, we don't talk about it, but it's kind of true. <laughs> anyway, Anywho. Um, it's, it's iconic. But uh, so this is where we sort of get into the um, slavery aspect of this and how it affected voodoo. So the French planters were not as adamant about forcing their slaves to convert to Christianity as English and Spanish counterparts. This is in Haiti. That's where the, the French are. And also, mm-hmm. wait, hold on. I might be wrong. I think it's actually New Orleans. Please forgive me, everybody. I, I'm learning. But the slaves drastically outnumbered the Europeans in Louisiana. It is in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. So one of the easiest ways to pacify the slaves without having them sort of revolt was to let them have basic privileges like freedom of worship, which is why Mm -hmm. voodoo has remained such a strong religion, especially in Louisiana, which is pretty neat. Um, And the French colonists, hold on. I did all this. I was so ready. I was like, (laughs) this research. Um, Okay, yeah, and so then when um, people left the island of Haiti and the French came to America, to Louisiana, they brought the new, you know, strain of voodoo and modified, it's modified and different in in Haiti, which I already talked about, um, but it had a strong impact on Louisiana voodoo as well. So Mm -hmm. I just want to make everyone know that there's nuance to this. It's not all the same Mm -hmm. thing, Um, but you cannot talk about voodoo without talking about Marie Levu. L-A-V-E-A-U. Hell yeah. I've heard of her. And I think it's Marie Laveau. Laveau. Thank you, Emily. Marie Laveau. I I mean, I could be wrong too, but. Right. Please, folks, let us know. Also, if you know more information about this and want to let us know, we're here for it. For the information. We love this shit. We love it. Um, (laughs) But she is known as the voodoo queen and her social position as a free woman of color and also the wife of a white man helped protect their community from the influence of Europeans, um, which is pretty cool. She's a badass woman of color in the 1800s. We love her. Um, let's see. The voodoo priestesses would go out uh, go out north of the city, past the northern end of the Card- Carondelet, let me try that again, Carondelet <laughs> Canal, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, to a more isolated area of the bayou. And there, Marie or the priest or priestess would lead faithful singing, voodoo hymns, make offerings to the gods, and dance through the night to show respect for the deities. So that's oh. pretty pretty rad. Um, but there's a difference between hoodoo and voodoo. Hoodoo mm-hmm. is the practice of like the magic, and then voodoo is the religion. So this is where oh. it kind of gets a little like crisscrossed and a little confused. Yeah. So I have a note about that later on because I was looking it up and I was like, is hoodoo the same thing? Let me educate mm-hmm. myself. And I was like, it is not the same thing. It is not. But nowadays it's more of a pop culture or not a pop culture, like tourist culture in um, Louisiana with a lot of families in the black communities opening up shops. So likely Lamont had inherited his shop from somebody in his family, which is pretty neat. Um and now it's obviously more practiced more publicly. It's less private, which is awesome that people are able to do that. Um, though I do also want to read an excerpt about the white demonization of voodoo in pop culture because we need to talk about that. It's important. And this Why is do we from, do that to everything? I know. <laughs> it's, it's awful that we do this. And I wanted to talk about voodoo here today just to like 
tell people, hey, it's like actually like a normal religious practice that mm-hmm. some people have and that's a-okay. Um, but this is from an article called The Appropriation of Magic, How White People Demonized Voodoo. And it's by Nadia Lee. Thank you, Nadia. Please look oh. it up if you want to read the whole thing. I'll put I'm... the and I'll put the I'll put the link in the description. Mm-hmm. Sexy. That is amazing. Um, but I did want to read a little bit of an excerpt from this. So this is from the article. This is not my writing. <clears throat> the white Western perception of voodoo is very focused on the parts of the religion which seem more alien and less recognizable as a spiritual practice. Voodoo dolls and strange rituals are commonly associated with voodoo, but the familiar religious structure is not. Voodoo within popular media, fo- popular media focuses on these practices and often places violence at the center of the religion, particularly in horror films. In American horror story, Coven, a series set in New Orleans, the black female voodoo witch has the power to hurt others and does so without any remorse. The practitioners of voodoo in the show also have sexual relations with an animalistic beast, a minotaur. This is a perverted imagined form of Louisiana voodoo, which does not resemble the spiritual practices, which does not resemble the spiritual practices of sincere believers. This betrayal of voodoo is common and goes largely unchecked as a form of racism because it is found in fictionalized, often lowbrow horror films. This fictional version of hoodoo pra- sorry, voodoo practices, viol- violence, sorry, oh, I'm going to say that sentence again. This fictional <laughs> version of voodoo places violence at the center of the religion rather than spirituality. So it basically, a story of racism in pop culture, it's used to other Black people mm-hmm. and people who practice voodoo. Um, as far, the last thing I'll talk about is as far as white people practicing voodoo, I found mixed response as to whether or not mm. people are okay with that or not. Yeah. Um, and it differed depending on where I looked. So if you have more information about that, please let us know. Um, and I do, though, I do think it is refreshing that the voodoo practitioner in this game is white and it's not Renee being a black woman and us demonizing a black person who practices voodoo yet again. Um, but I, yeah, that's that's all that I found mm-hmm. about that. So I was just that's a big question mark. And I think a lot of people have different opinions about it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my research. Thanks for listening. Hopefully that was yeah. interesting. <laughs> no, that's really interesting. And it I mean, with Renee being the person who practices it and also being our culprit, that's an interesting yeah. dynamic to explore and being a white woman and yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing that yeah it's fascinating it's confusing a little bit because it's like demonizing the hoodoo practice but also she's white so I'm glad that she's not a person of color but it's still like I don't know I'm kind of it's it's nuanced it's mixed for me guys drop Um, your drop your thoughts on that in the please do uh comments of the comments of the instagram post we post about this can people comment on individual episodes of i don't um, know i don't think so but you could also message us yeah. too whatever yeah, you should all just want. message um dope. Totally. but yeah, yeah there you go there you go folks caroline do you also do you have any amazon reviews for me i do um I i'm just gonna share one since i had all okay. of the all the facts but and it's interesting because this 
is sort of, yeah, you can kind of tell from a uh, Christian mother perspective <laughs> because of the way that they talk about the voodoo. Um, but so this is from MH and the title, it's two out of five stars. And it says, not the best Nancy Drew game I've played. I love to play the Nancy Drew games, but this game was a little way out there for me. <laughs> the a voodoo little. was disturbing and this game seemed to be centered all around it. I wouldn't recommend this game for young children at all. I played it first and sent and sent the kids out when I played this one. It is hard to see the ga- it is hard to see the game other than when it's played in a dark room, which was annoying because I don't want my computer at, and I want I don't want to be on my computer at night. The only fun part for me was reading the goofy names in the cemetery record book. <laughs> the box looks interesting. The game is not. I didn't enjoy the game as much as I have enjoyed past and later Nancy Drew games. We played it once or twice and now it sits on a shelf. So this is somebody I think that did this with their kids and mm-hmm. th- this wasn't their favorite. Yeah. So, I mean, to are. each their own. Right. I do remember, and I know I've said this before about this game, but I do remember this game getting a lot of flack on the message boards because of that. Yeah. All the voodoo in it. And yeah. Yeah, it's I'm glad it's something that her interactive chose to incorporate because I feel like it would have been that's so much a part of New Orleans history and culture that right. it kind of would have been weird to do a New Orleans game and not mention Ignore it. Yeah. But I also would argue like it's not even the center of the game at all. It's not. It's yeah. really not. Like it's talked about and like Renee is a avid practitioner and Lamont owns a shop where like it's implied that there are some mm-hmm. elements of hoodoo materials in there, but it's not not like everything revolves around that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but. exactly. Shall we go through our characters? Yes. Do you want to lead this one? Sure. Let's start with our uh, main emo boy, mm. Henry Bollet. Guys, Caroline's gay, but she also likes Henry. Sorry, yeah. Sarah. Because well, <laughs> he, he looks like Shane from The L Word. Oh, if anyone is familiar, it might just be me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's basically like he he looks like a a lesbian from the 90s. Um, He is the hot, hottest man, is what my net says. And every time he said, yes, I was like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really good. I also want to give a shout out and I can't wait to hear who voice acts him because he is a very talented voice actor. Um, It it feels like he's actually playing a character and it's not like a caricature of a character. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it feels like there's some, there's three dimensions in there. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, you're so good at this voice. So. <laughs> yeah. So Henry is, he's a great nephew of Bruno Bollet who just died by, he read a letter and collapsed on the floor of his entryway. Um, He's super moody, perfect emo boy, and he also is Ned's friend. Question? Yes, mark? from college, which is weird because Ned Aren't is they a still frat in boy. College? Oh wait, yeah. maybe high school. High school? No, I mean, yeah, friend from college. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's oh, wild. I think like they're on break or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. They would yeah. not be in the same friend group. No. They, yeah. I think Ned. So here was my my theory that I posited during our Twitch stream was that Ned like 
uh, I think I said they were lab partners. Like they got thrown together as lab partners in some like lab class. And Ned just feels so bad for him. He's like, hey, yeah. buddy, you do we'll be friends. Every day they walk into lab and they sit down and it's like, hey, buddy, how's it going? <laughs> and, and Henry's, Henry's like, just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Henry is voiced by Brian Neal, and this is Brian Neal's only voice credit. Excuse me, Brian Neal. Why are you not voicing more people? <laughs> You're so talented. Oh. Yeah. Despicable. Tragic. Um, next up, I have Renee Amond. Also, I, I love the names in this game. They yeah. just named their characters very well. They all were very good. I agree with you. Yes. So we have Renee Amond, who... Oh yeah, that's my first note. Maybe my favorite character name ever, like yeah. of the whole series. Um, she was Bruno's housekeeper slash mystic mama, which I love about her. Uh, and she is voiced by uh, Walaine Sharples, whom we've mentioned before because they also voiced Emily Crandall from Secret of the Old Clock. Oh, and whoa! I from uh, uh, Shadow at the Water's Edge. Oh, wow. Okay. Isn't that wild? That is, um, oh my gosh, the what diversity there. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. wild. It's like our other friend who voiced, um, oh, who was it? Like Jing Jing Ling and Fatima yep. and, and Mrs. Drake. Uh, Mrs. Drake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so impressive. Yeah. I think uh, she's do a really anything? great character. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love her hat and I like her and Henry is like a pair. I think that they're a really mm-hmm. good juxtaposition to one another and to have them mm-hmm. both in that house really creates a nice dynamic. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, next we have Lamont Warwick. He's the owner of Zeke's curio shop, which I believe we learned in the beginning that he did inherit or it was handed down to him or he bought it from whomever owned it, who was named Zeke. Um, okay. Yeah, we unfortunately he's really just here to be abused by yep. sweet sweet Bess. <laughs> um, that's all. Yeah. That's all he does in this game. Uh, and he's voiced by Jason Sharp, who also plays the engineer and the old timer in um, Last Train to Blue Moon Canyon. Oh, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. I mean, he. Uh, I really loved him, and I really loved. Um, that he is continuing to prove the point that only hot people have IBS. Yes. Just saying mm. me and Lamont out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, but I love him. Yeah. I think he's a cute character and he's, mm-hmm. he's a cutie. He kind of feels like he's in over his head a little bit. Maybe he's new to his job. Um, but I was a little bummed. They stole the same hair from um, the ghost hunter and tra- last train to blue moon Canyon. Yeah. They do look very similar. Yeah. But it's yeah. okay. It's fine. And last but not least, we have Gilbert Buford, who was Bruno's physician. That's all I have to say about him. Yeah. We don't really interact with him that much, which kind of sucked because I thought even though he like he kind of he gives off creepy old man vibes. Right. But for some reason, when he does it, it's charming. And that's yeah. a hill I will die on. I, I kind of agree. And I really think that. um it's just in a way that only old men are, but I don't think it's, and I hate like 
to make excuses for men because like yuck and please vocalize your needs if you feel like someone is saying things that you don't like to be said about you um however i think that sometimes old men say things and they mean very well but it's just they're vocalizing uh-huh. it from a place of like this is what i would have said to a woman many years ago and nowadays it's yeah. like maybe not like the way to say that thing and mm-hmm. with the old men in my life who I feel comfortable saying, hey, like, you shouldn't say it that way. I do, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, you just like to a stranger. It's like, clearly he w- didn't want to do anything. He wasn't yeah. going to do anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I-, I said he's he is the Hannah Montana of New Orleans. He's living a secret life. What? Best of both worlds. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a double life of a cult leader and a doctor that is range yeah um seriously. and I liked his voice acting as well that is yeah really yeah they were all he did good, have but... really good voice acting um his voice actor was Keith Dahlgren who also played Sheriff Mohican in White Wolf of Icicle Creek and hmm. uh will go on to play the pilot in Ransom of the Seven Ships which is one I haven't played Yes, correct. And that's coming up in three games. Yeah. And I can't play it. So I'll have to watch a walkthrough or watch you play it. Wait, why can't you play it? You can't download that game anymore for reasons oh, that we right, have right, discussed right. and everyone yes. listening probably knows. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe that'll be one that I'll have to watch you stream it or something. Maybe I'll send you my disc. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't think I have like a oh. way to do that anymore, honestly. Oh, so Okay. I can just watch a like no um no commentary playthrough of it. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Or maybe by then I'll have my PC built. Who knows? I Who probably knows? won't have I <laughs> won't have my PC built by then. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll figure it out. You'll you'll yeah. and we'll let you know what we're doing when we're gonna do it. Yeah. Yay. All right. Okay. Shall we dive right into it? Let's do it. Yes. I'm so, so excited. This opening scene flawless flawless it's so good it really breaks the like nancy vacationing trope because usually what happens is like she shows up and it's like oh like there's a mystery actually going on behind the scenes but here it was Mm -hmm. like she is involved in the thing that is happening from the beginning and it's so good i absolutely love it Mm -hmm. um yeah and it continues to be that good it's not like white wolf of bicycle creek where it's like a pretty strong (laughs) opening and then the game is terrible so yeah (laughs) yeah it's incredible terrified me the first time I played it yeah terrifying um and I love that the first choice that we get to make is whether or not we drink this stuff that Renee chooses to give us like you get to choose which I thought was a really fun choice it is it's interesting and I Mm. love that Renee gives us hangover juice yeah (laughs) pre pre powder or post sorry post powder um yeah and do you think this is our scariest game so far huh well let's see we've also had a curse of blackmore manor um what other scary games have we had um haunted mansion i would say Uh oh haunted mansion i would i would say haunted mansion is probably the scariest yeah because just because you have all of those like uh random audio clips that you can trigger to hear and you can see the ghost in the mirror if that happens there's a bunch of like random little things that you can trigger in haunted mansion yeah and that there aren't with this one 
No, that is true. I feel like this is a little more like atmospherically scary, mm-hmm. but there's nothing yes. like that's going to pop out at you. Like I would say mm-hmm. it's the scariest location, but yeah. like the game itself, once you kind of get past the creepy atmosphere, there's nothing really scary um, mm-hmm. besides the freaking dolls, but we're going to get to that later. Um, but yeah, so I agree with you. Yeah. Atmospherically super creepy. Definitely. Which I dig. Um, so we start out the first thing that you'll do most times after you like talk to Henry and maybe talk to Renee is go check around the living room, sitting room. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that room is. And we hit our first puzzle, which is just a banger right out. It is right off the bat. The marble puzzle. Absolutely great. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. On senior detective, I did need a hint, but on junior detective, you didn't, you figured it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Mm -hmm. It was good. But it did take you a few tries, which was fun. Right. But I I don't mind working on a puzzle for a little bit. It's just like, because it makes you feel so satisfied when you finally Mm -hmm. figure it out. Yeah. I mean, Um, that's one of the things that I, and we'll talk about this when we get to ratings, but one of the things that I loved about Every single puzzle in this game was that not only were they related to the mystery, like all of them made sense and all of them had a purpose, but they also required thought, but you could figure them out on your own. You know, it was nothing so absurd. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really agree with that. I also really love, I mean, I honestly really love the setting of this game so far. Like the house is Mm -hmm. really creepy um, and it, it gives me like dark Dr. Doolittle vibes, you know, with all mm. the animals and stuff. It's like, like Dr. Doolittle after he's died and left all his animals <laughs> behind <laughs> all those weird pets. Seriously. All those weird yeah. pets. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, we get eye number one, which we mm-hmm. don't really know why it's there yet, but we have it. So that's nice. And I love the model cemetery. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I love that that's there. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good like alternative to a map. You know, most Nancy Drew games with uh, locations like that that you have to walk around or cities or whatever, they'll give you a map. But instead, mm-hmm. they built a model cemetery. Yeah, which I just love because it also makes sense that, especially with Bruno's character being what we know of him, absolutely is on brand that he would have a model cemetery just like totally. on the table in his living room I know I love that like it probably was like anyone who wa- who was going to be buried there would come in and he'd be like so this is the cemetery and you can pick <laughs> where you want to be buried and I like that it had like little um you know automatic things like the fountain would work and like the tree yeah, would yeah, move. Yeah. like that's a, that's so funny he, he was definitely a lego man like oh, build Legos. Sure. like yes absolutely <laughs> Yes, love the mini cemetery. Um, we also we find a burnt receipt in the fireplace from Zeke's. Um, and we notice that there's a picture missing from the wall. So already we've I feel like there are so many, so many games by the time we've reached this point, like 15 minutes in or whatever, you're kind of just walking around talking to people, exploring right. places, but we've already done a puzzle, found something that we know we're going to have to look for, found something that we know we're going to need to do with, found a hint to another location we haven't explored yet, which is the cemetery. It just 
starts off with a bang. It does. Like, it's just it hits so the ground good. running. <laughs> and, and and that's kind of awesome about that, like that it does that. Cause usually it's like, you know, especially like I think of Secret of Shadow Ranch where Ed and Bet were kind of like, oh, you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll figure Tourism. it out. Everything's fine. <laughs> and so we we're doing chores and not actually solving any mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. So at this point, I went outside and talked to voodoo queen Renee, which I don't know if it's okay to call her that. If it's not, I'm really sorry, but that's what I had written down in my notes. Um, and we check out the garden, which is gorgeous and the cemetery. And I just, yeah, I love this garden and the huge, like (laughs) the huge, is it like a, a, grave that Bruno built for himself he was like bitches I'm gonna be buried here (laughs) I know in the middle of the the middle of my backyard (laughs) it's not even like in the cemetery yeah and everybody will know that right I am buried here surrounded by giant bird statues I know I (laughs) the audacity (laughs) also I think Marie is the voodoo queen but Renee can be the voodoo okay princess Um, yeah what's or the duchess um, uh no what's the word uh in um the voodoo padawan that's uh-huh. probably that's mixing i'm sure that's mixing Many i'm sure that's offensive cultures. Yeah. i shouldn't have said that cut that out i can't <laughs> jesus christ okay um yes uh and then uh, where am I she could be like the voodoo like student the apprentice that's what I was trying apprentice that's what Mm -hmm. I was looking for I was trying to go don't they say that in karate kid is that like the padawan Padawan. or is that star wars (laughs) oh wait it might be star wars star wars or karate kid I've never seen either of it's, those. It is literally in Star Wars. So it's not offensive <laughs> at all. We not really offensive. were like, are we being offensive and uneducated white people right now? No, it is um <laughs> it is Star oh, Wars. No. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Okay. Uh yeah. <laughs> okay, so she's a voodoo Padawan, and I yes. I'm saying that confidently because I don't think it's offensive, but please don't get mad at me. <laughs> um so after that we get paper from Renee or okay so explore the cemetery a little bit and then we're like oh we need to do rubbings which we are no stranger to mm-hmm. Nancy's rubs a lot of things we rubbed we rubbed we rubbed around um we need to go do <laughs> the mausoleum rubbings and we opened the chest in Renee's room which again such a good a uh, banger of yeah. a puzzle that is a great puzzle I had to yeah. that one. it takes time there are so many different ways that you can solve it as in like you could make note of what symbols are on each button you could just try to memorize it there's right. so many different ways that you can tackle it it is um, so good but yeah. I do have a couple notes about Renee's room that I would like to say oh, first please. of all mm-hmm. um the doll from the last train absolutely not why get it out no no mm-hmm. way no thank you scary um also clearly renee shops at costco because where else <laughs> are you gonna get that amount of cocoa crinkle bars like 
like she is a Costco like premium member just Costco for the, the Coco Kringle bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um I love Renee's room. It's so and when I saw those fucking symbols on the wall the first time, I flipped. I was like, and this was of course young, like whatever right. year old Christian, very Christian me. I was like, <gasps> Jesus Christ, what devil worshiping bullshit have I gotten myself into? But, but you didn't say Jesus Christ. I didn't say Jesus no. Christ in that way back then. Um it's funny because I like that Renee chose to paint it in red, like as if we wouldn't think that was blood. You know what I mean? Like, like any of like if she had chosen like black ink, I uh-huh. would have been like, oh, less creepy. But that, but because it's red, it looks like someone died. And, and she didn't warn us about it, right? right. She's not like, she hey, like, by the way, just, <laughs> just, just go into my um, room. <laughs> right, right. Um, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Strange northerner. <laughs> she calls the, um, Nancy a Yankee, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, we then go to the cemetery, see baby Henry bawling his little eyes out. Oh, Our poor boy. Poor boy. Um, so he misses him. his family. He's so alone, except for his stupid girlfriend, Summer. Yeah, we, Summer is. It needs to get out of the picture. Yeah, Summer needs to leave. Um, and then after that, oh, and we get the picture, and okay. go back to the house. You put the picture in its frame, and then I usually call Bess, and I think that's what you did too, because I was I did notes as you were playing. Um, let's call Bess. Ring, ring, ring. Hi, Bess. Do you want to do you want to take over? Yeah. Oh, that's I? so so appropriate. Sure, yeah. I'll take over. <laughs> um, we switched to best, which is awesome, and it's a great idea that was originally in a terrible game, and now it's a great idea that's in a great game. So uh-huh. that's super fun. I love best. I love the um, the compact in her purse, which becomes Chekhov's mm-hmm. compact. I really thought that was just in there for the lols, but then I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> I'm gonna use this later. Spoiler alert. Um. Yeah. So after that, I went to Zeke's and I did, you know, looked, looked around and then I did the Rube Goldberg puzzle. So good. It's good. I do have to say this is a, a game of very strong puzzles. And so I, as you just, we talked about on the stream, which tune in for our next stream. It's going to be so fun. Follow us on it will be for, the for more details. Haunting of Castle Malloy. The haunting of Castle Malloy. Wait, um, say it like, say it like, what's, what's the dude's name? Um, we are streaming another game. We will be playing uh, haunting, haunting of, of Castle, Castle Malloy. Malloy. <laughs> um, but, Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Back to this uh, Rube Goldberg puzzle, though, for a second. Um, once you know what the starting point is, it's very yeah. fun. But mm-hmm. it's like, I just kind of wish that they had made it a little more obvious. And I'm kind of surprised that that didn't come up as an issue with, like, the test players. You know how video yeah. game companies have test players? Like, I, I would have thought that this sort of issue would have been resolved. Um, because other than that, it's a very good puzzle. But yeah, not sure. Yeah, it's not intuitive what the starting point is. No. Because you see the balloon blow up. So you think that it should be the thing on top of the balloon, but it's not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, but then I, I, we make Lamont sneeze. I feel so bad for him. We need to get him his Flonase. Poor guy. Listen, only hot people have severe allergies also. So me and Lamont are out here being the sexiest Ooh. people. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm La- on Allegra La- and Flonase da- daily. Lamariline um, or Carant? Carant. 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 Lamariline. Let us know. Lamariline. I think that sounds a lot more elegant than Mm -hmm. Carant. Um, (laughs) And then we find the fun box in the back room with all with the uh, the lock on it, which has all the letters for Bruno, which is super confusing. But then we get to like count the letters, which I got to say, I really love that this game incorporated a lot of those kinds of puzzles. I feel like in the past games have been wary maybe to incorporate that based Mm -hmm. on how Secrets Can Kill went. But they have brought it back, and I love it. The wordplay puzzles were so yeah. fun. Um, and yeah, that's then we switch for me. I, we switched back to Nance. Do you have anything mm-hmm. else you'd like to say? Nope. We find that uh, this is when we we open the box and we find the empty skull box, right? Correct. And so this kind of kicks off the skull side of things, I feel like, yeah. um, which is fun. And then when we switch back to Nancy and start kind of poking around the library, library we find <laughs> one of Bruno's friends. Yeah, Iggy, the Iggy, best little guy. Whoever would have thought of naming an iguana Iggy. So yeah, so clever. original. So original. <laughs> so original. Yeah. Um, um, but then Iggy makes us mm-hmm. knock over all the books. Yeah. And so and we then get we to have do to... a book puzzle. Right. Like Dane Trend Deception Island. I but love these puzzles. I do too. They're very fun. This is yeah. a, a welcome back of an yeah. old friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic it. that'll. I'm trying to remember if it's in any more games, actually. This kind of like put it together. Yeah, or if this is our last book. Is this our last put-it-together puzzle? (laughs) So sad. Um, Yeah, and then after that, I uh, chatted with Gilbert. (gasps) I think we switched back to... Yeah. Um, And I, again, I wrote down, he's a little flirty, but, like, I don't hate it. Yeah. He just, he, and I feel like, I feel like you can tell, like when they're being creepy and when they like you were saying earlier just genuinely meanwhile and don't really know better right um and i feel like he he just means well he's just a good guy yeah i agree also this is where i interjected with my hoodoo voodoo note for whatever yeah. reason i just chose now um so hoodoo is traditional folk magic and voodoo is a religion. You can practice both at the same time or one or the other. They don't have to be okay. hand in hand. So that nice. I just wanted to, to I, I forgot exactly what it was. So there you go. You Not, nothing to do with Gilbert, but you heard it here first. Oh, it actually does have to do with Gilbert because Bess asks him what he thinks of hoodoo or something oh, like that. And then he's I like, gotcha. I don't know what he says. I don't remember, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway anywho um and then... once we're back to nancy at this point we did the portrait puzzle mm-hmm. which was which, fun that was uh-huh. good. Cute. did you what at first you were like oh we're trying to name everybody 
Right. And I kind of like, um, just because I was remembering Curse of Blackmore Manor and kind of like mm. that was a huge mm-hmm. part of that was like knowing all the members of the family, which mm-hmm. this was less that. And I kind of loved that, honestly, because yeah. it was a little more focused on the immediate situation. Um, but yeah, it was fun. And I kind of, you know, the one thing about streaming is I do get distracted sometimes when certain things happen. And so I forgot the piece of paper that we had gotten. Mm, yeah. Just meant something, you know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, but anyway, it was fun though. Once I kind of figured it out, I was like, oh yeah. Okay. This is, this is yeah. cute. So yeah, yeah, I liked it. Um, once we do that, we find the secret stairs and we hear Henry talking to his shitty girlfriend who just wants him to buy her things. I know. Henry, I will never make you buy me things. <laughs> so date me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm taken. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Henry. I'm taken. <laughs> um, and we find the at the top of the stairs behind the wall there is a door that is locked and above the lock or under the lock I don't or next to the lock it's like under it kind of yeah okay and it's cute a spider picture with some uh lines and notes and if you've already explored around the garden you kind of know what that needs to do what does it need to do Caroline you have to go in increasing order around the circle of the spider web with the little strings um which one thing i really like about this game is so you can solve a lot of these puzzles in any order but you always have everything you need to do what you've just been able to do if that makes sense so like unlocking the door it's like the numbers and so it's like just for me at least there's like a very clear next step most Mm -hmm. of the time um, nearing the end of the game, I got a little lost, but Emily helped me find my way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Yeah, 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 I do like that. Like um, in Curse of Blackmore Manor, we were doing puzzles the whole time, but then it was only at the end that we figured out why we had been doing right. them. But this progresses just like sequentially very well. Yeah, I really agree with that. Thank you for listening to It's Locked Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at It's Locked Podcast. We'll see you in two weeks.